Meet HDT's 2020 Truck Fleet Innovators, Part 2. In this episode, I'm going to introduce you to the rest of our 2020 Truck Fleet Innovators Ensemble. Well, one of them anyway. This is HDT Talks Trucking, Season 3, Episode 4. We met the first three innovators in the previous episode, and the plan was to get the three remaining into this episode, but we weren't able to schedule those interviews before the podcast publishing deadline. So, our editor-in-chief, Deb Lockridge, is stepping in to tell you about them. She did the original interviews with the innovators, which you can read in the April 2020 edition of HDT Magazine or online at truckinginfo.com. HTT has been presenting its Innovator Awards annually since 2006. They recognize fleet executives for their leadership roles in fostering innovation within their companies and the industry. Some are honored for a specific initiative, others are honored for their general leadership and innovation. The hunt for the winners for this year's awards, which were sponsored by ConMet, led us to Roy Markham, the Vice President of Operations and Transportation at Benny Keith Foods in Fort Worth, Texas, Danny Lilly, the Vice President of Fleet Systems and Technology at Werner Enterprises over in Omaha, Nebraska, and Daryl Wilson, the CEO of Wilson Logistics in Springfield, Missouri. We'll hear from Daryl himself in the second half of the podcast, but first, Deb Lockridge saddles up to the mic to tell us about Roy Markham and Danny Lilly. Count on HDT to bring you the latest news on COVID-19 and lots of original reporting from our award-winning editorial team. Our coverage includes market reports, reader surveys, webinars, and more. Check out our COVID-19 Information Center links on truckinginfo.com. So, Deb, thanks for joining us here on the podcast in a bit of a pinch. Um, HDT's been honoring its truck fleet innovator since, like, 2006, uh, can you give us some idea how it all started and a and, uh, bit of an overview on the program? Yeah, so every year our editors choose about four to six fleet executives who have shown leadership in innovation, and we write short profiles about them in a cover story in a spring issue of the magazine. Um, we get candidates from a nomination process that starts in the fall, and we also just keep our eyes out open through the year as we go about our regular reporting process and looking for likely prospects. Um, Innovation in our minds is is kind of a broad term. Um, We look for top executives or we look for people who are heading up various departments in the company, such as maintenance or safety or IT. And some of them are recognized for very specific projects that are innovative, but others are recognized more for generally leading a culture of kind of thinking outside the box at their company, an attitude that there's always ways to improve how they do what they do. Well, you pretty much have to think out of the box to succeed in trucking these days. Uh, Is that why it's important to recognize innovation? The trucking industry has kind of a reputation for being reluctant to adopt new ways of doing things. No. Um, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You and I have both talked to people. There are fleets out there that have a mentality, and I'm sure this is true in any industry, of if it's not broke, don't fix it. But, you know, obviously right now trucking is very challenging, but if there's long been people in trucking who've been willing to take risks and do things differently and been successful at it. I mean, if you just look look back to deregulation in 1980, it totally upended how rates and routes were, were established. 
And at the time, the big less than truckload companies that dominated the industry before deregulation, the ones that didn't change, they were out of business within like 10 years. So a new generation of truckload um, people came out of that and they were really, they were innovative. They seized on this opportunity for how things were changing and they grew companies into what are, you know, now kind of household names in the trucking industry. Um, you know, like, like Schneider and JB Hunt. Um, and in fact, some of those were some of our first truck fleet innovators, um, like Don Schneider with Schneider and Russ Jardine with Heartland Express and Max Fuller and Pat Quinn at US Express. Um, so, you know, it's not that we don't have innovative people. And, and so we want to share those stories of those leaders to help inspire others. That bunch of names you just mentioned, they were the disruptors of the time, but now they're the who's who of trucking. <laughs> yeah. Could you give us a few examples of some of the things we've recognized the innovators for over the past few years? Yeah. So, uh, so a few that stick out to me in my memory. Um, so sometimes they're equipment related, you know, um, and, and you know, they're not all big fleets. Sometimes they're smaller fleets. Um, for instance, um, we had a guy, Jim Berg, runs a flatbed fleet based in Michigan. And I think he's got fewer than 100 trucks. And we recognized him a decade ago for his work specking lightweight trailers to maximize the payload and taking advantage of some of those uh, weird uh, weight regulations in Michigan and and fighting, uh, working in surrounding states to get some uh, exceptions and things some things changed. Um, and of course, sometimes it's about technology. Um, so like just last year, we honored uh, Bill Brentar at UPS for his work with that company's early adoption of alternative fuel vehicles and electric trucks. And we've honored people for their work in safety and driver retention and maintenance and um, lots of different areas. So um, there's lots of opportunities for innovation in trucking. Indeed, there are. So let's get to a couple of them. Tell us about Roy Markham of Benny Keith Foods. Yeah, absolutely. So Roy Markham, he's a great example of how sometimes we honor someone not for a big or flashy project, but just for fostering that sort of spirit of thinking outside the box and always improving things. Um, he started his career at Texas-based food and beverage distributor Ben E. Keith. 30 years ago, he was an order selector pulling cases, getting them onto pallets and onto trucks so they could be delivered to customers. And he worked his way up to vice president of operations and transportation. And in between, he worked in just about every part of the company, from driving to maintenance to safety to operations. Um, and maybe that broad experience is why he pays attention when people come up with ideas to make their job easier and safer and more efficient. So um, one example was... Um, you know, he had been a root driver, so he realized that uh, an idea that one of his people had come up with um, was really useful. It was a ramp ramp device created by a fleet maintenance manager at one of their facilities. Um, and within the food delivery business, drivers, um, the, the tr uh, truck bodies, the trailers are split into uh, refrigerated and frozen as well as you know, kind of dry goods. And so the drivers were having to climb up and down steps to the side doors to get the boxes from those refrigerated and frozen compartments, which was fine if it was just a few cases, but when there's 15 or 20, that meant a lot of trips up and down the stairs. So they came up with this ramp that uh, normally would go out the, the rear ramp that was used to deliver dry goods out of the back with a hand truck. 
and they just simply were able to you know move it over to the side door and it could be hooked up parallel or perpendicular to the trailer depending on the unloading situation making it a lot easier and faster and safer for drivers to get the load out of the truck you know one of those things that it's you know it's not big but it makes a big difference for drivers that are making these multiple deliveries every day well, as a former delivery um, driver i can speak to that that would make the job <laughs> a heck of a lot easier and, you know, and just he's also overseen new robotic technology for the company's warehouses. He's modernized maintenance facilities. Um, Roy likes to say the company uh, is on the leading edge, but not the bleeding edge. You can read about Roy in the April issue of HDT. Uh, there's a great story on him there, and Deb's just filled in all the blanks. So uh, too bad we couldn't get him on the podcast. But uh, our other missing innovator, uh, Danny Lilly from Warner Enterprises. Uh, what was it about Danny that caught your eye? I've actually been trying to get Danny as an innovator for several years now, um, dating back to when he was actually with another fleet. Um, a couple of years ago, Werner Enterprises hired him to fill a new position they had set up as vice president of fleet systems and technology. And essentially, he's been leading what he calls a digital transformation at Werner, you know, which is one of the biggest truckload carriers in the country. Um, you may remember Werner was probably the first company to have electronic logs. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, but you know, as can happen sometimes when you're an early adopter, things can kind of leapfrog over you if you're not careful. And so as a company expanded and diversified, I mean, these days they do automotive and final mile and logistics, um, you know, it, it became time for a technology update. And so Danny came on board to just revamp a lot of what they're doing technology-wise, and he developed this totally new system. It uses a workflow approach. Um, it interconnects different functions at the company into sort of a cohesive whole, lets them work together. The drivers use tablets, and the whole thing is called Werner Edge. Um, so just one example of how it works that Danny told me was the, the breakdown management system. So it pairs with the driver workflow system they're using on their tablets. Um, so the tablet uh, driver uses the tablet. He can get a photo of the, the breakdown, if that makes sense to include. He uses the tablet to notify the company about a breakdown. Um, in the past, when the driver contacted the breakdown people, on the back end for the breakdown people, he said it was literally a 55-step process on that those old green screen monitor computers. <laughs> you know, old mainframe type yep. system. Um, now the breakdown agents got all this information at his fingertips coming from all these different data sources, you know, that you can get now from the truck, from external sources, you know, the location, the truck and trailer identification information, the load, um, the information from the driver, it's all there. They're able to see where the truck is. They're able to see where the nearest vendors are that can handle that problem and easily pair the driver with the breakdown um, facility or dealer or, you know, whatever, you know, how he needs to get that fixed. So it saves time and frustration for both the driver and the people on the back end in the breakdown department. Um, and the truck gets back on the road faster. And as Danny said, he said, we all need less frustration in our lives. I think every company should have a vice president in charge of reducing frustration. <laughs> I think it's great that heavy-duty trucking honors these people for their imagination and forward thinking, but beyond getting your picture on the cover of HDT, what else does being a truck fleet innovator entail? 
So, you know, in addition to the cover story, um, we bring our innovators each year as guests to our heavy duty trucking exchange event. And we have a ceremony, they get a nice trophy, and they participate in a panel discussion to share some of their insights on innovation with the attendees to HDTX. Now that's normally in May at a very nice resort in Scottsdale, Arizona, but with COVID this year, we have postponed that until some dates in November. Um, so that's uh, so working on that for later this year. And then the other thing is we, uh, it's not unusual for us to reach out to them for their input on other articles. You know, it's, it's uh, some of the people um, like Doug Lloyd and, and Mike Palmer talking about maintenance, you know, so we're like, oh, you know, I got to really got this story on, on this other maintenance issue. I'm going to give them a call, see what they think. Um, and some of them eventually become part of our HTT editorial advisory board, which is a panel that uh, we, we confer with to uh, help us keep on top of things and get their opinion on uh, kinds of things we should be covering. Um, so it's, uh, Innovator is something that isn't just one story in the magazine, that uh, we maintain a relationship with a lot of these people um, afterwards. I need to wrap things up here, Deb. Uh, thanks for stepping up in a pinch and telling us about Roy Markham and Danny Lilly. Too bad we weren't able to connect with them. They sound like really interesting people. That's always like talking about our innovators. They're some of my favorite people. I'm Jim Park. This is HDT Talks Trucking. Coming up after the break, we're going to be hearing from Daryl Wilson at Wilson Logistics. Stay with us. There's more going on in trucking today than just COVID-19. Stay on top of what's happening in trucking with HDT's award-winning news coverage and technical features. We offer webinars, market reports, reader surveys, and more. Stay on top of your game with truckinginfo.com. We're going to start this segment of the podcast with Daryl Wilson. He's the CEO of Wilson Logistics in Springfield, Missouri. He started as basically an owner-operator with one truck, and he's grown the fleet to well over a 1,000 trucks right now. Uh, Daryl, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jim. Good afternoon. How did you manage to uh, go from one truck to a 1,000 trucks? One truck at a time. (laughs) That's the right answer. It is. Um, I started in 1980 with one truck. I was 20 years old. Um, you know, and really, if you look around the industry, that's how most trucking companies started, right? One guy, one truck, and and one truck at a time. That was my uh, the way I did it. And um, some years I went up, some years I went down, uh, but really enjoyed the industry. As I understand it, most of your trucks are on with uh, uh, Prime out of Springfield, um, according to the information I have here. Uh, you've got about uh, 400 trucks in Prime's program hauling refrigerated freight. And there's another 650 trucks up in the Pacific Northwest hauling dry freight and heavy haul and other stuff. Are they all Prime operations or have you diversified a little bit? No, the, the uh, uh, Prime fleet is based on a relationship that, that I've had with Prime or we've had with Prime for 30 years now. Okay. Um, and, and that's a power-only fleet. That's a reefer fleet. Uh, our operations in the, in the Pacific Northwest are uh, dry van and, and heavy haul intermodal. With a company other than Prime? Yes, w- uh, Wilson Logistics. Just uh, Oh, your own company than, then. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh, yes, yes. Rather than the power only uh, piece, it's, it's our own carrier. So how do, how do you compare those two operations? Are, is one sort of uh, running as the insurance policy for the other, or are they both making you money and uh, moving you forward? No, they're both making us money. They're both moving us forward. Uh, certainly, uh, our power-only fleet, we've done for a long time and, and hope that we're fairly good at it. Uh, 
but the uh, our dry van operations in the West are are doing well. There's a lot of opportunity out there, and uh, our customer base today is is uh, uh, really the right customer base to to be busy. I mean, we've got a lot of freight. Uh, we're, we're we're busy. Now, I understand you've also got a, a fairly substantial brokerage operation going out there as well. Yes, uh, our brokerage is growing. Uh, we've got a uh, uh, agent broker program going. We've just introduced a digital uh, uh, marketplace for our brokers to operate with uh, digitally with the carriers. And we're really excited about that and have just uh, just started to get some traction with it. And what is a digital marketplace? Um, our digital marketplace is, is uh, designed and built by a company called ECA, but it's uh, it's a marketplace that will take the load from EDI uh, directly to the carrier, directly to billing uh, in a digital uh, format. We can send the, the loads to the drivers digitally. They can uh, receive it. They can accept it. They can make exceptions to the load based on an app. The app can, can help track the load and, and tell our, our shippers and receivers exactly where their freight is en route. Um, certainly speeds up the complete uh, supply chain. As a guy coming you know, up the ladder from a single truck owner operator, uh, worrying about keeping your own few trucks loaded. This is obviously orders of magnitude more complicated to do than that. How did you, Daryl Wilson, grow from that one truck guy to a thousand truck guy and bring all this technology in? Were you always sort of a techie guy or did that evolve as, as your business interests expanded? You know, I don't know that you would say I'm a techie guy necessarily, but I'm also always looking for a way to improve and, and to do things better and do things more efficient. Um, and, and technology is, is certainly where it's at today. It's, there's a lot of platforms available. There's a lot of technology to go after. Um, and I think the folks that grab the right technology uh, can separate themselves from the pack. Well, we've certainly seen a lot of technology come into the trucking industry in the last 20 years. Of all the things that have changed in that time uh, since you've had your trucks and, and beyond, what would you say is the biggest change uh, you've seen in the industry? You know, and that's a good question because everything has changed and everything has changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, probably the biggest change, though, and certainly for the best, is, is safety. Certainly, we're a much safer industry. I know we're a safer company. Uh, just uh, the, the view on safety within our trucking company and our industry is is uh, much better. The technology has certainly improved our safety uh, platform and, and will continue to. I think it's probably safe to say in, in, in mixed company here that at one time, safety was viewed as just a cost of doing business, but now it seems to be uh, a central way of doing business. You know, unfortunately, uh, I think, yes, that was true at one time, but we're sure happy it's not today. Yeah, me too. There's nothing we do that's more important than safety. Well, speaking of technology and safety and, and moving things forward, uh, you're also playing in the autonomous and, and, and convoying uh, sphere right now, which is really pushing technology out to the uh, out to its limits. Can you explain to us uh, what that program's called? The I think you call it locomation. Uh, what that works, what it's all about. Sure. So, uh, locomation is a technology company, autonomous vehicle technology company from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, they and we all hear about the autonomous trucks, and I think there's probably several folks that are that are making trucks drive around autonomously. Uh, what these gentlemen are doing is they're putting the autonomous together, two trucks together with autonomous relay, and they call it an ARC, autonomous relay convoy. So for instance, we'd, we would paste two trucks together and they're tied uh, 
wirelessly together about seven meters. So there's a serious fuel economy savings, about 8% for both trucks. Um, and we feel like there's always a driver in the seat. And this autonomous truck is very similar to an airplane with an autopilot. So we send these two trucks on a route, closely, uh, one closely following the other. The front truck, and both have a driver in the seat. The front truck is on autonomous and it is steering and, and driving the second truck. But there's a driver in both, uh, in both the seat, similar to an autopilot. So if there's a problem, if the driver needs to take over, he's right there to do it. But the truck can certainly drive itself uh, safer in, in most cases, uh, more efficiently, and is the next evolution of, of safety for our industry. At some point, uh, if, this, uh, if, if this proves out and, and is adopted, uh, there's probably a, a time that the driver in the rear truck can be off duty. And when the front driver runs out of hours, they swap spots. So this, this is a, a, a pilot project that's in progress or, or one that you're planning to start up? It's uh, actually supposed to have our uh, first pilot in July between Portland, Oregon and, and uh, Boise, Idaho. Wow, that's fascinating. So the lead truck then, uh, there's a driver at the wheel, but the truck itself is doing the driving, shall we say. Yes, yes, it's it's level four autonomous. So it's a yeah, I was so, going to say level four autonomous, and yes, the truck in the rear is capable of level four, but it's currently taking its its cues from the front truck. Exactly, and if something would happen, they would come disconnected or yep. whatever. The uh, rear truck would drive to catch up again or pull over in a safe sp uh, spot and park. And two drivers on board, one in each driver's seat. So, like you say, if anything happens, the truck still got someone at the wheel. A lot yes. of people have been trying to make this work. I've been following the autonomous uh, developments for, oh, God, 2014, 2015, I think. Uh, it's been around a while now. I'm not aware of, of very many commercial operations using this. Would you be among the first, I guess, to make that step forward? You know, I think there's maybe been a couple that are doing it. Uh, I guess we'd probably be on the front end. Yes, we would. Uh, you know, to start this off, uh, want to make it understood, these won't be our tractors. The trucks will be owned by Locomation. Uh, we'll be supplying trailers and freight. Okay. Uh, at some point, uh, when it's more proven, then we'll look at moving over to the technology over to our own trucks. How do you how do you go about paying your drivers? Do you you pay them the same rate that they're getting now, uh, even though they're sitting there essentially doing nothing? How does that work? No, uh, uh, we've not determined exactly how to do that. Other than we know that this will, you know, this will be a premium job. Uh, there's a lot of efficiencies here, so we see this. Uh, besides the safety, we see this as an opportunity to to raise driver pay and again make this a premium job that probably gets driver pay pay closer to where it needs to be. So, with all the ground that Wilson Logistics has covered since the '80s, where are you going to go next? I mean, you've you've practically done it all. Uh, what what's next to conquer? What's your next mountain to climb? You know, I wouldn't say we've done it all, but I've, I've had a nice career, and and uh, I'm 40 years in. I've got another 10 or so to go. So I think it's really just to to do everything better. Um, I'm sure there's some acquisitions in our future along the way that uh, will grow us, but right now we just want to do everything better. Daryl Wilson, the CEO of Wilson Logistics in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you for your time today, sir. Thank you, Jim. You can meet HDT's fleet innovators at HDTX in Phoenix this coming November. The event is planned for November 16th through the 18th, provided we get this pandemic thing sorted out by then. 
HDTX is returning to Scottsdale, Arizona in November. Now in its fourth year, the event provides selected fleets and suppliers with the perfect environment for developing firm business relationships for the future. Join a group of highly successful fleet managers at Heavy Duty Trucking Exchange, November 16th through the 18th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Go to HeavyDutyTruckingExchange.com to learn what HDTX can do for you and your fleet. Well, I hope you're enjoying Season 3 so far. Our two remaining episodes feature two board members from the National Transportation Safety Board talking about that agency's most wanted list of transportation safety improvements. And we wrap up the season with some tips on how to reduce driver turnover and make your fleet a more satisfying place to work. HTT Talks Trucking is produced by Deb Lockridge, recording and audio production by Jim Park. Heavy Duty Trucking Magazine is published by Bobbitt Business Media. I'm Jim Park. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.